Today's guest is a property trailblazer who is a partner at Empower Wealth, one of the country's leading advisory firms. Bryce Holdaway and Ben Kingsley are the co-hosts of the popular podcast, The Property Couch. The superstars of the property world here on hand. Bryce Holdaway is a property advisor, TV presenter and buyer's agent. Give it up for Australia's leading property expert, Bryce Holdaway. Yeah, Bryce. Yeah. Action is all that matters. If you, yeah. if you read one book on investing, yeah. And then go and invest in a property. You yeah. will learn more doing that than reading every investment book there is in the library. We are the script writer. Like if you think about the, you know, those old movie theaters and you can see the projection coming out from the top of the screen down on mm. the screen, there's someone in that at the back there who's got those old reels that they put in yeah. and they tape it through, right? We just think, we look at the screen and we go, that's my lot in life. You know, yeah. I grew up poor. Um, I grew up um, with a father who said, kids should be seen. But... We have the ability to go up into that room yeah. and we have the ability to take the reel off yeah. and we have the ability to put a new reel on, feed it through the projector and then see what's coming through. That's just such a good analogy, man. No one's ever lucky. I, mean, I think the only lucky game in life is where you're born and then you make the rest. Stick around. It's going to be a good ride. How we going, boys? Week was good. We wouldn't. <laughs> I thought we were not talking about the week. Nah, boys, I've actually got some preamble. First, <laughs> first week. First time, what's that? 30, I've got 39 it. 39 episodes. I've, got episode. I've oh, just got one question before the preamble. Yeah, what do you got? For the, for the uh, people who watch it, they'll notice Pete always touches his mic. He's always oh, twisting. Oh, I've noticed that as why well. Why do you twist yeah, your mic? Do what's you do it do? It's a, oh, you know adjust what? the volume? Or? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a complex that Benny's created that I don't lean into it enough. That's true. So now I'm like doing this. Yeah, yeah. Good. Get on YouTube and watch it and you'll know what we're talking about. I'll just dial it in. Let's hear his first ever preamble. First ever preamble. What do you got for us? All right. Evergreen preamble. Uh, <laughs> so, my wife, Gemma, she uh, she got gifted a little tub of uh, homemade slice and homemade cookies. Mm, yum. You know? Yeah. Big as a... Kind of slice. Yeah. Lemon oh. or... I actually stole one, but um, <laughs> was it nice? But then just rearranged it so no one would no would know. Ah, oh, so yeah, right. But anyway, so when Gemma got it, she said she needs to get a present for Annie's teacher, grade one teacher, because it yeah. was stop it. Was, it. It was Teachers Day. She yeah. did yeah. not. It was Teachers Day during the week, so she's like, Pete, I could get that oh. give to Miss Charter. Oh no. Um, oh, which which we were down with, you know. What, what was your Must reaction? Have, was you a like great idea? Well, or? It mustn't have tasted that good if he's let them go. <laughs> well, no, I'm on, I'm on a bit of a health kick, so I'm trying to get that stuff out the door so that okay. played a part. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so oh. who was the present from? Wait, I need to clear this. So who was it from? It was from another mum who Jem did a favour okay. for someone, and they they gifted it, some some snacks. And Jem's like, oh, hang on, not you. just a gift though. Took the time to make. The, it, make hand, the gift, make handmade, which is a, you know, a lot of love in it. Baked it himself. Hand delivered? Uh, delivered at the schoolyard. Wow. At the schoolyard. And then you've gone and flipped and it. And then you've gone and re-gifted. And then Gemma's brought it into the house and I've gone, Gemma, this is not what I'm about. It's, it's you know, we're trying to, we're trying to look you. after ourselves. So the question is, should, should you or can you re-gift? Is so that so you re-gifted them? Well, I'll, yeah, I'll finish the story, which might help you decide which way you want to go. So we're re-gifting it. So Gemma gives it to Annie to take to her teacher. World Teachers Day. Wow, Miss Charter, here you go. <laughs> and and wow. Gemma's a and the teacher, Gemma's, Gemma's the teacher. teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah she so she's it. familiar so, with these kind of gifts. Correct, correct. She knows how it all works. Big, big wheel. And then Annie's teacher says to Annie, "Annie, did your mum bake these?" And Annie goes, <laughs> "No, 
she was given them. They were a present <laughs> oh. that she received. <laughs> so, oh no, young Annie, being the honest soul sh- that Good she is, her. has outed her mum for re-gifting. Wow. <laughs> so Gemma was mortified. Anyway, moral of the story, boys. That's uh, she got caught out. But can we re-gift? I, I, I'd, wow, I'd say wee. you can, but you've got to try and do it in a way that it just doesn't come back and bite you. I'm not giving the Kellys household. I'm not giving them <laughs> no, any money gifts. I can tell you that. Wow. <laughs> can you, got to be what about what about like can you flip the gift for cash if it wasn't a hand baked thing and someone gave you like a t-shirt or a nice you know? Oh, I don't know. Now we're getting. No, it's going too. No, I like it, Benny, because I reckon you can re-gift, but when something's made with love, yeah, I think and hand delivered. Yeah, that's the line. I think you can't give that away. <laughs> that's the yeah, line. That's the uh, <laughs> wow. You got that, Gemma? <laughs> You've been told. Dan suggests oh, don't do that again. Hey, I'm happy to re-gift if, I, if the shirt's too big or I don't like the shirt. I'd yep. rather give it to, even give it to Vinny's or something, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, to someone, you know, that yeah, might yeah. benefit more than yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm down with that. I'm down with but, that. But for something that's made with love and baked, was that certainly was that, won't be re-gifting that. Was that she, maybe has, the Karma bus coming and yeah. flattening Gemma in that yeah. instance? Has, so. Gemma, has Gemma seen the lady? The teacher said, "Yeah, yeah." Was she dropping her at the well, front the of the school? Come, yeah. The teacher come and thank Gemma for the. <laughs> and then, Thanks for making them. And then, uh, and then as we're walking home, Annie, Annie <laughs> spilt the beans. Oh, so she didn't know when she was getting paid. No, 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 And then she was like, "Oh, right. but Gemma was claiming it still going. Yeah, yeah, no worries. No, I understand why the teacher didn't <laughs> thank me for the baking. Caught out. She got caught out." Oh, well. Wow. There you go, guys. Good one, Pete. I like it. So, regifting can happen in the right way. Is that what we're saying? I think so, yeah. Can you? Yeah, yeah. Better than going to waste. Better than going to waste. <laughs> Wouldn't have gone to waste in our joint <laughs> if it had lasted a bit longer. A few kids' gifts at our joint get moved around. Kids' parties every other weekend, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They end up with multiples. Yeah, like buying yeah. the same shit. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think, I think, re-wrap if, it. I think if at the core you're authentic and trying to do the right thing, I think you'll always win out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless it's anyway, made love. You can work on that, Gemma. All right, boys. <laughs> Let's get into a podcast, shall we? Today's guest is a property trailblazer who is a partner at Empower Wealth, one of the country's leading advisory firms. He's the host of Location, Location, Location Australia on the Foxtel Lifestyle Channel. Was that enough? Locations. That was right. Three locations. <laughs> Co-host of the number one property podcast in the country, The Property Couch. Why is he number one? You're not. Just in property category. Okay. Mm. We're not in his category. No, we're in a different category. I don't want to go head to head with him anyway. (laughs) A qualified buyer's advocate and financial planner by trade. His property career spans over an impressive 25 years. A regular keynote speaker, TV, radio guest on the Australian property circuit. Our next guest has forged a career making complex investment simple. Hmm. Give it up for Australia's leading property expert, Bryce Holdaway. Yeah, Bryce. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if Bryce does any re-gifting. Yeah, well, sure. Not. I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> well, sure he, he doesn't look like the kind of cat <laughs> re-wrapping gifts, dude. I'm sure Mrs. H isn't running around <laughs> yeah. re-gifting her <laughs> re-gifting her sweets. This is I Mrs. Do H? re-gift, right? Oh, because I um I back in 2016, I uh, I stopped drinking alcohol. And wow. uh, well the the short version of a long story is that my uh, youngest son is on the autism spectrum, and the journey to try and um, uh, to see if we could uh, make a difference was gut health, right? Mm. Yep. So, and and I, I won't go down that tangent because I'll go too long. But the lo- the long story is that there was uh, there was a change in his diet um, that we we wanted to implement to see if we could make a difference, and uh, to do that uh, we went all in. Because if he was seeing mum and dad eat something, mm-hmm. he was seeing something else. So we went all in, and it was all about um, uh, 
changing a couple of things that were going on with my own health. And so we, we just, um, all inflammatories we, we removed, which included alcohol. So since then, I've probably had um, maybe six drinks in a, um, uh, in a celebratory if there's an, a key anniversary or yeah. mum and dad got a 50-year anniversary, had a drink with them there. But generally speaking, I don't drink. So if I get gifted alcohol and yeah. it's good alcohol it's fully wasted on me so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's an opportunity that um in the in the right circumstances when there's no uh, opportunities for networks to uh cross paths <laughs> yeah, and yeah, get yeah. yourself into some grief um i'm happy to to re-gift uh, so your alcohol. your liquor cabinet would be pretty full right it's not getting mate the, yeah there's there's not a lot of work sounds done, right to so me. you've always better come over yeah. down to sunny i've got one quick question around that because yeah. i'm very interested but the gut health you remove all inflammatories can you give me a couple of more examples of inflammatory meat? Um, uh, at the time, it was reducing everything back down to broths and stocks, and then you slowly built some layers on top of that. So that was at its at its peak, and it was um, pretty intense. But now, um, I I choose not to use antibiotics. For example, we try and go that's an that's mm. an inflammatory. Yep. Um, so we'll go down a, a natural path as well. So it's just a couple of little things like that. Yeah, that, interesting. Um, um, but. In, in back in 2016, it's pretty intense. Uh, here we are in um, 2023, mm. and it's um, uh, it's not as intense at this point. But um, it's good to hear. Um, we've we've made some significant changes, and that's yeah. because habit, right? Is that is that right? That, like that shift. It's hard at the start, but once it becomes part of your lifestyle, yeah. it just is what it is. Mate, I'm a celiac, so there's no gluten in our house. Um, uh, as part of the the uh, attempt to fix what was going on in my world, we dropped dairy out. So um, so no no uh, gluten, no dairy, uh, very little refined sugar. So it's just become a lifestyle in our house that, um, uh, as you say, you're building those little habits that compound and uh, with a long enough time horizon. It seems quite straightforward. But uh, oh, I love this conversation. I'm all about this. Yeah, I know the boy. I know you. Probably no, no, are. I, I love I, it. No, yeah. I'm interested. I'm just, I, it, I've always it? toyed giving up alcohol, and yeah. during our second lockdown, I, I went four months. What a different it made mm. difference! Well, I don't incredible. Drink. I don't drink, yeah. and mine's not for any other reason than I just can't handle hangovers, and I don't really like the taste of it. And my decision making goes yeah. a little bit. That's off the part I don't like. The decision making. It's the tax next day, right? So yeah. I, 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 um, you, you, you lads could probably drink me under the table enormously, right? Because I'll have one drink, and I will feel like I've had six. Yeah, same. And then the next day it feels rubbish. So often it's it's. You know, it's challenging because it's the way that as an Australian culture that we connect with a drink in our hand. And I found that challenging over yeah. times, if I'm honest. Um, but ultimately, I've just chosen the fact that I just don't want to feel rubbish. Mm. That, like the, the tax for me can be days. Um, so therefore, I've just taken on a little bit of the uh, social stigma, yeah. Dan, that comes from uh, not, not sharing a bevy with someone. Which is, <laughs> I wish uh, I could do it because yeah. I want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Does it get easier though, Bryce? Do you know, you have to explain yourself less and less. You just fit into the room. Because my thing is like, because I'm not a big drinker either and I can go to, you know, might be drinks with the school parents with Joe and they're all sort of drinkers and stuff and you feel like a fish out of water because you're the one, you know, the boring one not drinking. Do you feel like you have to still explain yourself or you found a way to fit in? Yeah, there's a couple of hacks that I've done to get around that, but um, but like it's not a good combination for me, right? I'm an introvert, non-drinker. So <laughs> imagine if I was an extrovert, non-drinker, that'd be helpful, but yeah, I'm yeah. an introvert, non-drinker. Mm. So the drink often helps just to knock a little bit of the edge off mm. and make you a little bit more easy to uh, integrate with others. So, um, But I... Um, I got this, um, um, uh, a, an ex-business partner of mine gave me a life tip that it's a, and it landed me a job in television, right? And it's a, 
it's a four-letter F word. Um, Not you. And uh, you don't have to, you don't, you don't <laughs> yeah, have to yeah. put the E on the, uh, the podcast, but um, it's FORM, F-O-R-M, right? So, um, and it's an acronym for Family, Occupation, Recreation and Message. And so I tell everyone that I, I use a four-letter F word that landed me a job in television because I, I got to an audition uh, and I was in a house in North Balgala, which is on the lower north shore of Sydney. Mm. Uh, I'd never been into North Balgala. I didn't even know the style of the house I was in. It's a Spanish mission, but at the time I didn't know that because I was in the investment space and I was used to talking about demographics and rental yields and vacancies and capital growth. And then I go into this scenario where I accidentally um, went for an audition um, as an introvert <laughs> who um, who doesn't find it easy to, um, uh, to, to be in those situations to make conversations. So if we go back to the original part of the story, my ex-business partner said to me, if you remember form, you, you, will, you will get yourself out of any situation you ever find in. So F for family, O for occupation, R for recreation, M for message. So if I'm meeting you guys, and mm. I, you know, I know you guys prior, but um, if we're in a room, I, the first thing I would say, so before we push record, Dan and I were talking about um, fishing, right, up in mm. the far north of Queensland. So the first thing I'd say to Dan is R, recreation, what do you like to do? Some variation of this. What do you like to do when you're not working? And he may say, um, if we can recreate that conversation, yeah. oh, I lived up in Townsville, I used to go fishing. fishing. Yeah. Wonderful. And then I would go off to the, tell me about that. Did you go out on boats? What sort of fish did you catch? He, he and I just shared a story before about, you know, if you eat too much fish with mercury, it's not good. So mm. we, we would go for quite easily for about 10 minutes on, on that story. If I'm in tune with that, mm. and then I'd say, why were you up in Townsville? He goes, well, that's where I met my partner, Danny. Mm. And she lived up in Townsville. I'll go, well, tell me about Danny. And we'll go, and then, we'd, and I, have you got brothers and sisters? So we'd shift from R to F, which is family. Yes. Mm. yes. And then once we've run out of that, Dan would give me a bunch of clues around. He goes, because me and me, I'm making this up, but me and Dan, we met one night playing tennis, right? Mm. And I go, oh, all right. So, and straight away I'd go, have you been to Wimbledon? Yeah. When did you go to Wimbledon? Oh, back in 2006, I did this trip around Europe. And it was, and all of a sudden I'd go trip around Europe. So I'd go, which cities? So you could see it's this little thread. All I'm doing is using a formula when I'm stuck, when most people can't start a conversation, wow. to find a way to keep this conversation going about the number one topic that people like talking about. Themselves. 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 Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so if I, if I effectively go through that formula, and most people say, well, what's the M in message? Well, if I'm in a sales environment, yeah. I've learned enough stuff about Dan to say, well, I've got this amazing package where you can go and do tennis whenever you want. You can go fishing whenever you want. You can spend more time with Danny. And if you sign on the dotted line here, right? So I'm, it's a bit crude, but that's yeah. in a business scenario. Yep. Or if we're in a social situation, we'd be saying, okay, I like fishing. Dan likes fishing, right? He likes playing tennis with his wife. I like playing tennis with my wife. So mm. there's a fair bit in common here. We, we might be able to be friends. Let's catch up again. So the message is, should we hang out again? Because there's a bit in common. We can do some activities together. So it's... What if, what if he says we should go to the pub? <laughs> yes. Which is looping back to the original yeah, yeah, part yeah. of the question. I'll drink ginger beer. Yep. Um, yeah. And, um, and I will... I will I will have. I feel like we would have created a rapport where I won't feel as awkward about saying I'm not a drinker hmm. um, when it's the first conversation. Because normally you break the ice and they go, "Mate, how's it going? Would you like a drink?" And I say, "No." Um, 
in do you say no, I don't drink, or you say no, I'm cool right now? Because um, if you say you don't drink, you need to explain yes. yourself. You mm. know? So I do variations based on I'm the, driving. The, the warmth the of the relationship. I'm driving today. That's all. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. So, um, so yeah. That's, so uh, the, that's a good point for all the introverts. Uh, how to really navigate. Form. Oh, yeah, form. it's even good for us on this podcast, right? We can sit here and if you're not sure where to go, yeah, form. Yeah. Because we've all been in those awkward conversations. Hi, because we're all sizing each other out. It's primal, right? We shake yeah. hands. We see how how strong was that grip? Oh, that's a strong grip. <laughs> did they turn my hand over so they're on top, or did they? So you got all these little things Never going thought on. Thought about to that. Because yeah. um, us fellas, we're having you know a pissing competition, right? Mm. So, and then what happens is we're sizing each other out in our heads, right? And it's just this awkward silence. And who breaks the awkward silence? (laughs) So the only way you break the awkward silence is, in my mind, is to have a formula. So Mm. do exactly... I've done that. If you ask any of my team, um, you ask anyone who I can... I I will ask a variation of, what do you do when you're not working? It'll be something around, I'm trying to get an insight when you're... Because here's the other way, right? The reason you start with R and you don't start with where most people start, which is O what do you do for a living, yeah. is what if you hate your job? Mm. That's the equivalent of getting the conversation to stop again. Yeah. You killed it, killed yeah. the combo. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So it's the safest. The only time you ever start with O is at a networking function. You're yeah. at a business event and it's just, what do you do? What do I? It's kind of the standard opening yeah. line at a, net, at a business networking event. But just in general life, start with what everyone loves to talk about and it's the thing that, that uh, lights them up when mm. they're not working um, and and I, I guarantee if you use that formula, you will be the life of the party. And here's the deal. Dan, we might engage with that and Dan might go home to Danny and just go, I met Bryce, he was the most amazing guy. Mm. And, and then she might say, well, tell me a little bit about him. And if if <laughs> if, if Dan doesn't know <laughs> yeah. that he needs to reciprocate, he might go, actually... I know his name's yeah. Bryce. I know yeah. his name's Bryce, but I don't know anything about him. But we had a great conversation. Yeah, yeah. About the greatest ourselves. thing in your life. Which yeah, is, yeah. Which is yourself. So that's that's the um, that's a little hack that's that, interesting. Um, that's worked for me. And it's the f- and it's the four letter. What was the M? Message. 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 That's yeah. the cell. That's the cell. So the cell yeah. in social is can we be mates? Yeah. The cell in business is whatever you're. Yeah. All I heard was going on a fishing trip. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. Boy, boys, we've got one of Australia's most uh, formidable property experts here, and we're. We're caught talking about that. And no, king, king of podcasts yeah. too, just quietly. King of podcasts. Like, oh, and we're not allowed a timestamp, and I really would like to right now, but we're not allowed to. Hey, but um, you know, we, the, the, the king of yeah, the king of podcasts. Because I want to say, Bryce, you you'll remember this when we had the podcast idea. You were the first person we uh, we bounced it off. Mm. I don't know if you realise that, but we're on a uh, we're on a Zoom call and like we're going to do a podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I do then, remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah, yes. so it, feel, it does feel like a and bit Bryce of And Bryce said he'd come on after 100 eps or something. <laughs> yeah, we got him at 40. So, so we're circa <laughs> 40, 50 now. <laughs> we broke him down. Well, there's, there's, I was a dream back then. We'll talk yeah, about Yeah, I do go on less than 100. But generally speaking, um, the, the idea behind the 100 is everyone's starting a podcast and it's about consistency, right? So if you're starting a podcast, we come out every Thursday at 3 o'clock and have done for 415 episodes, right? Mm. Um, actually, I shouldn't timestamp that. So we've done that for well over 400 episodes, right? So um, it, 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 it means that people know that we're going to show up 
mm. at that time every week, mm. right? Now, what would have been a disaster early days is if we had to turn up at three o'clock on Thursday and then we did ten o'clock on Friday and then we skipped two weeks because we were busy and so then then your audience doesn't know when, mm. when you're actually you going lose to turn the up. trust, do you? The trust yeah. that you're going to be like like home and away is going to be there at seven o'clock every 100%. night and that's why people keep showing up. Mm. Well, mate, there's this good good analogy, right? When we grew up, home and away, you had um you had three channels yeah. and <laughs> you were dictated to when you could watch. Yeah. Um, I have to wait until seven thirty on Sunday night to watch the family movie um mm. i couldn't watch it at lunchtime because it wasn't available whereas now everything's on demand so i've only got a small amount of time to grab your attention mm. and if you are confused in any way about when i'm going to show up you'll go and find something else yeah um, right. so it's it the game's changed heaps so um and as you know i'm happy to riff about this stuff with oh, you i love it yeah, yeah. every day <laughs> i might i might take bryce back to a bit early on we had a chat the other day bryce and you were talking about, you know, you said you had a great, great upbringing, but one of the things that stuck out was your dad was an accountant mm. uh, and maybe not much of a risk taker. What we've known about you and seen from you is you, you know, you dive in, you're happy to have a crack, you know, business owner, you know, whether it's TV, radio, podcasting, the whole lot, you have a crack at it. Uh, sounds like you've gone a bit astray from maybe the message that your dad probably put out there. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, good one. So my dad was born in 1939, so he's actually a pre-baby boomer. Uh, my mum was born in 1948 and I'm born in 1975. So there's three generations just within my own household. Mm. And so it's interesting to, as I reflect and look back at what that meant to me growing up, because dad grew up in the uh, the shadows of wars, um, austerity, depression. Mm. Um, so some of the messaging that he received as a child was vastly different to what my kids and your kids will be experiencing now so at the time his his mantra was to get a get a safe job and stay in it for 30 years but there there was there was a bit of a shift happening um at the time and i uh i i guess um uh he he wasn't huge on deviating from that plan the plan was to get a roof over your head Make sure your family's got some um, somewhere safe to live, and then just get on with getting on with it. Sounds like a pretty good plan. It, it sounds safe like plan. It's a good plan, right? But here's the other messaging that I got from my dad, and oh, we're we're cutting to the cliff notes here, right? My I grew up in a um, in a middle class family with um, two parents who loved me, provide me with lots of opportunity, and um, uh, I'm incredibly blessed, right? But here's here's the things that um, uh, that I would tweak. A little bit growing up with the stories that I was telling in my own mind, right? But um, my dad uh, grew up with uh, saying things like, kids should be seen and not heard, right? Mm. Kids should be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. And so I heard that over and over again, right? Yeah. And then um, uh, a, a, a thing happened to me uh, with that as a belief system in my mind that, that didn't work um, positively was I actually looked really young for a long time, right? So, you know, I've I've always been insecure about how young and youthful I've looked. Um, my wife reminds me I've got nothing to worry about now. But back in those early days, um, I used to look six, 10 years younger than my mates um, all the time. So if you have a physical um, reality where you're turning up in the world where you look young, mm. and then you have a belief system that your dad's created uh, when you're younger that kids should be seen and not heard, that that was a real um, uh, friction point for me because if I don't look um, old, people will just naturally go, well, you should be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, um, I, I had to fight that conditioning a fair bit. And what it meant was 
well, if I can't get them to um, uh, respect me from the way that I look, I better damn well get them to respect me from what I know. Mm-hmm. So I became um, incredibly, um, at times, um, single-focused um, to my own detriment on I need to prove to the world that, that, that I'm okay, that I matter, that... Um, and I should all, should be heard. I should be heard. Yeah. So you had a chip on your shoulder... Yeah, well, I think I think if you unpack a lot of um, successful um, males in the arena, they probably got some baggage from their dad, right? Where they <laughs> where they've got to prove that um, that you know I, I didn't matter, or I, I was insignificant, or I was unseen. That they they try and prove it externally, whether it's through business, driving a car, excelling in sport, all those sorts of things. It's mm. usually um, born in some form of yeah. proof that or, or sort of um, proving. Um, from some of the messages I heard as a kid, so um, so I got a little off track there, uh, Pete. But um, that that was kind of the the reason why I feel like I've gone and thrown myself out into situations where, as an introvert, probably yeah. not ideal. Yeah. Um, some of those times when I've gone on white knuckle rides, I've created this internal um, uh, challenges um, uh, with my own health, hence the gut health stuff. Um, but you know it. it it, it created the spark, it created the drive, and it was the reason why I figured, well, um, that's the catalyst as to why I put myself into these different situations. Um, and uh, looking back, if I had to just probably fix the insecurity problem, I probably didn't have to uh, take on as, as, as much risk as I, as I did. Yeah, how good is that? So you, because well, reading through your you know, your licensed agent, you know, financial planner, accountant, mm. all these things. So is that part of just upskilling, packing the knowledge? Taking chances, yeah, you know, trying different shit? Yeah, well, so um, uh, becoming an accountant at uni was um, an accident, right? So I, I, I wanted to be an electrical engineer and I went through year 12 and stuffed around and my score back then was a, was a TEE score. It was out of 510. And I got 370, which was not enough. I needed in the 400s to even get a, a shoe Look in. At, for, yeah. So then I just went through the list and I went, well, my score, because it was just assumed I was going to uni, right? It wasn't a choice. Yeah, yeah. okay. And so... Um, and it was, it was assumed hey, I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the record. Or just if you go back to dad, you know, good, safe, secure job. That yeah, was the yeah, yeah, yeah. There, right? And so I just went down the list and I went, oh, I qualify for commerce. Didn't even know what commerce was. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the first semester of commerce and just fumbled my way through and, and found that I didn't enjoy it. So, um, and here's the deal, right? And uh, full respect to all accountants that are listening to this, but I was using my personality as contraception, right? As, a, as an accountant. So I figured that I wanted to try something else. So I went and did a chartered accounting um, firm in West Perth. It was a prestigious chart, chartered accounting firm. I'd landed a golden job and ticked all the boxes for, for my dad and I was miserable, right? Mm. I was just miserable. So I, I, um, I started a, a property business on the side and um, I was a graduate accountant on, at the time back in 1998 uh, on $27,000. And I, my part, part-time job on the side, I was earning about 40,000 bucks. Um, trumping it. And so now <laughs> back, then, Hello. back yeah, yeah. then, that was that was a significant increase in something that I was loving doing. Um, I was loving property. What and was that property? What was that side hustle? What were you doing? It was a group. Um, it's an interesting story. It was a group called um, the Investors Club. And you got to remember back in 98, 
there was only magazines, right? And there was no um, YouTube on scale. There was no podcast. There was no access to... Um, I mean, just think about this podcast. You, you, you get access to, to you three guys with just this enormous amount of experience that you have. And people can just get it on their smartphone and just click play and listen mm. to it. Um, whereas back then you had to you had to just find these little underground networks of people that were yeah. doing the same thing that you were doing. Mm. I found a little underground network um, around property. And what they do is they would go just to ordinary venues uh, twice a week. And they would, do you remember the old overhead projectors where you have the clear plastic yeah. slides and you put them on, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. on the screen? That's, that, that, those wow. are the days yeah. we're talking, right? <laughs> and I just went there and I was just and I was just fascinated. And I just thought, here are some older men. There was very little women in the room. There was these older men who are talking about something that I absolutely love and I don't get to talk about it anywhere else. So I turned up to every meeting, just kept going. Yeah. And then eventually, um, and how I, how old Bryce? What sort of? Uh, oh, that was I was twenty three. Twenty three, so youngest guy in the room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by by a street. So <laughs> imagine, hungry, imagine my insecurity back then. I was twenty three, and I looked yeah. like I was twelve. Yeah. <laughs> so, in, in a room of what fifty year olds? 50, 40 and fifty year olds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what I what I did is I went up to the guy who was presenting, and I said, um, oh, uh, they had this thing called a support member, and they said um, that support member is you just come and teach other people um, how to do this. And so that began this little journey where I'd go to his house. He was in he was in Dalke, um, uh, Dianella in uh, in Perth because I grew up in Perth, and I'd go to his house and I would just learn and I would just learn and I would just learn and I'd turn up to these meetings and he just looked at me once and he goes, "Hey, do you want to present one of these meetings?" And I said, "Yes, I do, but I am packing my dacks. There's yeah. no way." And to his credit, I. I, I presented um, a couple of slides and he could see I was getting wobbly <laughs> and he could see the knees were knocking and, and he quickly did this transition where he, he stood up and did it. And at the end, I just thought, oh, there's no way I could do that. And he walked up to me and he said, um, guess what? You are presenting next week because if you do not present next week, you will never get back on the horse. Mm-hmm. So that's really mm-hmm. important. So I just made sure I swatted those slides during the week I presented next week and then I just Perfect. kept on putting myself in those situations. So, wow. um, so I'd, and then, and then uh, back then we, we had to build a community of people and there was, um, email was just starting to become relevant but it was still old school mm-hmm. um, in, in, in the letterbox. So basically what they would do is they would prepare this newsletter. It was four pages and I would get the, the master PowerPoint template and I would download that and I'd take it off to Officeworks and I would go and print off these newsletters and then I'd come home and because I was a West Coast supporter at the time, I'd come home mm. and I'd sit in front of the footy and I would fold these uh, newsletters and I'd get in and I'd get the, 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 the labels because I had about 30 names yeah. and I'd get the labels and I'd put them on the envelopes and I'd lick the stamps and I'd put them out and that's how it started. I just kept on... I just kept on thinking, this is how this is how I'm going to learn. There's no one in my family tree that's going to be able to teach me how to do property. I've got to be around these guys. I've got to make myself valuable because remember, kids should be seen and not heard. Yeah. And the only way that I could add value was to continue to show up and add value, mm. and that's what I continue to do. And you start invest? Did you start investing in property with these guys? Is that how? It yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing was, I I I just wanted to do anything I could. So if we take a quick step back, yeah. Um, when I was at uni. Uh, I came home at lunchtime because I lived like if my lecture started at 9.30, I could leave home at 9.23. Um, I was that close. So I went home for lunch and um, the midday show came on with Ray Martin. And um, this this woman came on. Her name was Jan Summers. And she gets up. She wrote a book called Building Wealth Through Investment Property. And she got up with a whiteboard and she starts going going through the process. And all I could remember her saying was the tenant and the tax man pay most, if not all, of your bills. 
that's what kept running in my head. I'm going, mm-hmm. tenant, the tenant, the tax man pay most, mm-hmm. if not all of your bills. And I'm going, and then she goes, and then if I buy this, it'll go up in value. And she started to, to track out this plan that she'd actually gone through. And I just remember looking at going, why isn't everyone doing this? Yeah. Like, and now that I'm older, I understand that psychology gets in the way, right? But yeah. the mechanics of buying a property, getting the tenant, the tax, and back then you're getting 7% yields, right? So you were positive cash flow on nearly every property that you bought back in the late so 90s. It was a no-brainer. Yeah. It was a then, no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so that, that sort of meant that I wanted to learn it. A mate of mine who I went to school with, he went and um, worked uh, in cash converters in Fremantle for his father. I went to university. He was um, buying cars and putting big subwoofers in his car. <laughs> I was I was struggling to put a bowl of rice yeah. in my mouth at lunchtime. And then he bought an investment property at 18. I'm going, why did you do that? He goes, I dad said I should. It'll go up in value. I'll get some tax benefits. So what happened is I reconciled what he'd done in reality yeah. to what I'd seen. And I just go, ah, I just got to do whatever it takes to find out how to do this. Wow. Um, yeah. I just got to wow. do whatever it takes to find out how to do this. And that's eventually how I stumbled across the you know the club I got involved and then I I just I took bigger and bigger um, steps to the point where I left Perth in 2002 moved to the east coast um, moved to uh, live on the Gold Coast and now I'm 20 plus years away from from that decision to move away from Perth and I've done a whole bunch of stuff that you said in 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 the intro since so but it all started with just this little spark mm-hmm. of me going how do how do I get that and um and and ultimately um, born on the drive that um, if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be seen and not heard mm. how do how do I how do I hack that to make sure that <laughs> yeah. I can be heard yeah. but I'm but I'm only 23 I don't know that at the time like I don't know what's going on in my psychology at the time I'm just I just know that I want to matter in some way yeah and um uh, so it, I think my dad would to, even to this day would be shocked how. How much just that maybe just a throwaway line that he gave to me growing up um, had a huge impact. Yeah, that's incredible. I got a couple of messages out of that. Big one for me, Bryce. And when we're having our chat before about the fishing charter, you said that guy. He says he's got the best best job in the world. He's passionate what he does. And what you identified was you're boarding your job as accountant, but you found your passion, mm. property. And, and now that's taking you on the, the journey. And that's the message out there. Find what you're passionate about and really go for it. Don't be scared of it. But take yeah, and, and take the risk. Take the right? risk because the that's the exception. I would argue, and not the rule, because most people, and that's why we're doing this podcast to try and get them to take a chance. Is that if you do feel like that? Because mm-hmm. I was like that as well, and I'm a bit of a late bloomer. Most people know, you know, like I had to make a change late, but most people don't. They feel like they don't like it. They mm-hmm. They feel sort of suffocated mm. and backed into a corner, but they still, because of the the number of responsibilities that you have as you get older, whether it be kids, mortgages and all that, it gets harder and harder to take those risks. So yeah, it's an awesome story, Bryce. But that's mm. that's where that's where it is, right? You don't take that risk because you can identify it and you can know, you can go, yeah, I'm not happy. Yeah. People will see that. They can look in the mirror and go, fuck, I'm not happy. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. But I think the key is you've got to, yeah. you just got to throw, you just, you only, there's only one life, right? So you just got to have a go. Yeah. Yeah, and it comes down to the stories that you get to tell yourself, right? So um, I've 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 looked a lot into it based on some of that backstory I've just shared to you, and I've I've quickly worked out that I get to choose the story that I project out into the world, and mm. um, because I'm 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 not just the actor in the story, I'm actually the script writer as well. So I get to choose that. So I like that. Yeah, I know. Oh, I really that. like that one. Yeah, yeah I could say. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's important, and, and yeah. we should we should pause you forget it though, don't you? You forget that. You do. Yeah, because we've got a whole bunch of beliefs that. Um, uh, well, there's there's a story of um, the 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 lady who would um, uh, 
uh, cook the ham and all the time they would cut the end of the ham off, put it into the pot and cook it. And then the, the daughter goes, Mum, why do you do that? And she goes, I don't know, I've just always done it. Um, she goes, well, why do you always do it? Oh, because mum did it. So the, do- so the daughter goes and talks to mum and says, um, why do you, oh, because just we've always done it. That's the way we do it. That's what my mum always did. And thankfully, great-grandmother was still alive. Why do you always do that? And they go, oh, back in the wall, our pots were really small and it wouldn't mm. fit in. Um, so we had to cut the end of the ham off just so it would fit in, right? So you could see it goes through all these generations. Yeah. <laughs> the belief shouldn't serve them <laughs> any longer. But the yeah. reason it started way back then and they and they and, and it was it was irrefutable evidence yeah. that uh, back then that you couldn't fit it into the pot. Yeah. Whereas now some you know, hundred years later or yeah. eighty years later, that's not the case. So <laughs> so if we if we get this understanding that we are we are the script writer. Like if you think about the the, the you know those old movie theaters and you can see the you can see the projection coming out from the top of the screen down on mm. the screen there's someone in that at the back there who's got those old reels that they put in yeah. and they tape it through right we just think we look at the screen and we go that's my lot in life you know yeah. i grew up poor um, i grew up um, with a father who said kids should be seen and not heard so therefore i should not be heard but we have the ability to go up into that room yeah and we have the ability to take the reel off yeah. and we have the ability to put a new reel on mm. feed it through the projector and then see what's coming through that's just a, from, such a good from, analogy man because mm. it's, it's a genuine choice isn't it and it's not to say that you decide that you're going to chat you're going to go up the room you're going to change it and then bang it's you know what i mean it's, it's that's a bit of a journey as well making your way up to the room mm. figuring out what you're going to change it to making all those decisions but yeah that's a great analogy mm. Yeah, so um, so I guess so I guess I spent a lot of time thinking about the scripts that I'm, and I'm 100 yeah. percent still a work in progress. I've got way heaps of beliefs that I need to uh, to change, but I, I just I just go well to change a belief, we've got to one identify it, two weaken it, and three rewrite it. And if I haven't identified it first, um, it'll just the, the same story will keep um, playing mm-hmm. over. So if I identify the the belief. The way you weaken it is you just look for evidence that it might not be true. Yeah, try and break it. Yep. Yeah, because you won't break it straight away because yeah. some of these beliefs that we're holding have been around for a while. Yeah. Um, but we just look for little bits of evidence and then we'll reach the tipping point. Yep. And once we reach the tipping point, we can rewrite the story, usually through evidence of seeing that it works through someone else, which is great for us to have mentors around us because they can show us a, uh, a brighter path or a bigger, a, a bigger pathway. Um, and then that will give us more evidence to go, okay, we can tip. Because... I'm not meant to be um, financially successful based on some of the early conditioning that I received. And yeah, you, you break the mold. You've you've got mm. to change the script. You broke it. You got to change the story. Yeah. Can I just ask one question? Do you do like uh, vision boards or like how do you try and project that story? Start to yeah, because yeah, something we like we've just started together. doing is the vision boards for our, for our life and that. Yeah, three, five, ten years. I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. That's, that's that's trying to write your script. It yeah. is. Well, you well, try to see what it's going to look like in three, five, ten years. Yeah, yeah I think it's really, um, I think it's really important that you have some f- um, some uh, view that you can see. That's what I'm aiming for. And so, a hundred percent, I ag- agree with that. We've we've just built a, a software platform, a lifestyle design software platform, and on the home screen, that will give people the opportunity to upload. Um, so it's it's a platform that they can go and see all of the things that are, are driving them. What I find, um, what I would challenge people who are doing those vision boards is to be really clear 
on what it is that is the feeling that you want to yes. um, you, you want to get from those things because a couple of my early vision boards I had a um, a private jet yeah super yacht that's what everyone, <laughs> that's what everyone does at the start uh, <laughs> it's money it's yeah. wanky stuff yeah. oh you're not meant and, to have a private jet <laughs> <laughs> well still on Benny's that one <laughs> <laughs> but it's um it, 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 as long as you um, uh, lace in some stuff that um, uh, be really clear around why you want a private jet, right? If you, you, you know, if it, it means you can get, you, you can achieve Travel. more and you can you cut time horizon and, mm. you know, it's convenience, fine. But if it's to impress your mates, you probably got the wrong thing. And you've got to wake up each day and behave in a way that would suggest you're moving in that direction as well. Just putting it on a board and blue tacking it to the back of the door isn't going to bring it to you. Mm. It's sort of a collection of that. That's like the draft of the script. Yeah. And then you've got to get up each day and start, you know, sharpen the pencil and work towards it. What's well, building the habits, right? So, um, yeah, the habits, right? Uh, what what is it that the, the daily habits that you can do um, that'll actually help you achieve that? Because because if you put a let's say you put a um, a European car up there, right? Well, what are the daily habits that you can do to actually get that to come into play? And for most people who have nice European cars, they've they've got some form of leverage that helps them get that. Whether it's a property portfolio, whether they've got a business mm. or some form of way of saying that is side cash flow that they use to pay for that rather than putting all their eggs in affording that because if that if if your goal is just to get a european car and you save for 10 years to get it and then you get it you're going to quickly realize it's going to go down in value Mm. um and you've got no um uh, side income to help support that and Mm. all of a sudden uh, once you get it it might not be the same mm. um buzz after the first couple of weeks so correct hey bryce this journey that you're going on because obviously we know what you do big buyers advocacy business, helping people achieve their financial goals, these sort of things. It's actually a really pure pursuit. Mm. Uh, what would you say about you know someone who's who's attacking their passion, they want to do something that, that really drives them? Would you say that what you do and, and the fact that you're helping people, is that is that your why type thing? Is that what sort of gets you out of bed, keeps you pushing next week, rocking up to your podcast every week? Yeah, is, is is there a real why there? And, and, was that, and is it and just to follow that was that your original why? So, no, nah, my original why was um, was really shallow and self centered. I wanted mm. to make money, mm. um, and I didn't I didn't understand why I wanted to make money. I just wanted to make money. And if you go back to what I've just shared with you earlier, part of it was around mm. m- making sure I mattered. If I if I had material um, things to show, then I could prove to the world that. Hey, I should be seen, right? Yeah. Um, but now it's. Um, I think the. I think the biggest measure of success is how much value you add to other people, right? Mm. So, so people say, how how can you how do you measure success? Well, by the number of people who say the the information that we've provided has actually made a difference from the amount of people who've actually actioned the advice that we've talked about, and you can see the tangible evidence in there in their life that that it's made a difference um you know i get a real buzz out of um reading reviews from our podcast where people say i listened i actioned the frameworks you talked about and now i'm x percent better off and it is a wonderful feeling and because i i've kind of reconciled from the fact that there are three types of people in the world that the people who are going to do it themselves there are the people who want to do it with you and there are the people who want it done for them Right, mm-hmm. and so, so our business serves the people who want it done for them. Mm-hmm. Our podcast and our book serves the people who want to do it themselves, mm-hmm. and our course is for the people who want it done with them. Right, so 
I've, I've just reconciled the fact that that's... You've that's, just blown PK. Yeah, he's like, wow. I'm back. I'm with you now. No, 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 I'm no. on. Because well, that's our model, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. We've got a very similar model and we learned some early stuff off you as well, Ross. But keep going, man. That's, that's well, so so the point is that um, if you if you continually adding value to people, it is it is a wonderful feeling mm. um, that you get from, from service because... Um, uh, extra um i don't know how many people you've come across and they tell you that they've climbed the money mountain and they oh, it just wasn't hmm. just too wasn't, too many bros just wasn't what i was too expecting many. yeah <laughs> so people should hear that they yeah go, it's not it's not what they no. think yeah. it's, it's not what you think because money just amplifies what you were before you got money yeah. right yeah. so if you were a kind-hearted person you get more money i tell you what you're gonna you're gonna add value to a lot of people's lives if you were a nasty-hearted person mm. before you got money and mm. You're gonna be a amplified mm. nasty person when you get a lot of money. So it's 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 not the panacea. I get when people are on the grind and they're working hard and they're not doing the things they want to do. They think it's the solution because it means mm. they can free up their time. But there's so much more to it. So I just get this wonderful sense of um, accomplishment and um, um, fulfillment. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just it's you pretty, guys get it right. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't come into this studio all the time because there's no one's paying you to put these podcasts out. It's like a money pit. You, like, <laughs> we look around this room. Let's not go there. Yeah, but yeah, let's there's, not talk. there's a lot of equipment to to put this out. So you guys yeah. want to make a difference and help people as well. So we're we're doing the same. Yeah, and yeah. you guys to just for some context here. 2015 February 23 2015 was when you launched the uh, the first episode of the Property Couch. Mm-hmm. That's seven years ago, man. That's almost a decade ago. I would argue ninety percent of the country wouldn't have even known what a pod, maybe ninety five wouldn't have even known what a podcast was yeah. back then. Can you take us back to that time? Why you start? How you first heard of a podcast? Why you thought it was a good idea? And then that initial journey to to legitimately, we did say, and we joke around calling ourselves the number one podcast in mm. Australia and stuff. And Bryce you know, actually is. And, 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 yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And, and not, and we did say in the in the the uh, the intro we mentioned that your number one property property podcast. But over that journey, you have legitimately been held down the number one position of all podcasts in this country, which is no mean feat, right? Talk us through it, Bryce. How did yeah, you do with, it? With, Why did you do it? With sticking no, at it. Sticking at mm, it as well. Yeah, what's the secret? Easy early. No, and uh, with no pre-existing uh, networks as well. So some of our competing podcasts in our space have got big networks that they can send out their, their episodes to. Um, this, I think that Ben and I have got the formula right. And I think if people really studied what we do, then we could be, um, we might be the number two or the number three. But it's, it's... Um, Giddy up. <laughs> it's it's this right if you if you um watch any movie there's a formula right hmm. um the, there's a hero yeah who encounters a problem yeah. who meets a guide who gives them the plan who calls them to action shows them what it's going to look like if they succeed shows them what it's going to look like if they fail hmm. every movie that's successful follows that hero's journey right but here's what the, here's what the the bit about um providing content out in the marketplace that i feel that most people miss is it's it's the hero meets a guide. It's never a hero meets a hero. And if you let that land, most people want to be the hero. They want to be the hero in the story, right? So if I, if if Dan comes to my business and he goes, um, "What if what if uh, you know Bryce? I've got this pain. Can you help me solve the pain?" And I go, "Well, let me tell you about the pain I've solved, and let me mm. tell." 
he's going to go, oh, that's great for you. No worries. I'm actually looking for someone who can help me. And mm-hmm. he'll leave me and he'll go and talk to someone else. Looking for a guide. They're yeah. looking for a guide, right? So Ben and I have never positioned ourselves as the guys who've got the yachts and the the, the, the jets and the... the like, we, we actually play, you know, our own material success down. Because we say... Actually, here's another analogy for you. If... If you wanted to, um, if you wanted to get um, uh, ripped abs and um, big bulk, uh, if you want to be a bodybuilder, the, the four of us, and we've got two options, we're going to go to a guy who looks like a bodybuilder, um, has clearly got the results for themselves, and we ask him this question: How many people have you helped do what you've done? And he'll go zero. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the next guy standing next to him, still good physique, but nowhere near as impressive specimen but has a hundred people behind who he's helped them get the results. And we actually want this guy on the right. Who's he's the hero. I'm not looking for a hero. I'm looking for a guide. He's mm, clearly yeah. shown other people how to do, do it. it. Mm. Clearly shown other people how to do it. So Ben and I have done that. We go, this is what you need to do. This is how we've helped others do it. These are the frameworks that we've got them to implement. This is what you need to do. So that's why I think the, the fundamental reason why we've stayed in the, the top five in the charts Organic growth is is because we understand that fundamental principle, and secondly, to your to your your initial question, was um, up until from 1998 to 2006, I was involved in the property industry on the seller's side, right? So I was a project marketer. I was selling um, off the plan apartments, off the plan townhouses, off the plan houses. And I was an enthusiastic amateur. At the time, I thought I was doing the right thing by the client. Mm. But then something happened where I realized, actually, the more and more I help people buy brand new stock, the further and further and further I have to go out. So you think 1998, we're helping townhouses in wonderful suburbs in Brisbane and wonderful suburbs. in. But as, as the population grows and as the development world works, as you guys know, you've got to move further and further out to get the sites mm. to make the, the, the numbers stack up so you can get pre-sales and all. All, all the stuff that you know way better than me. So, but all of a sudden I go, all of a sudden I'm going, oh, I'm not sure I want to help people buy these properties. Mm-hmm. Actually, I want to go in closer. And so I've got a new mentor and he says, well, if you want to go in closer, you've got to help them buy established properties. So from 2006 to now, I've never helped anyone buy a brand new property as an investor because I feel like the better value is in established, right? Mm. For an investor who's got a standalone buy and hold strategy, right? So we're not talking about people who are doing property development like you guys do, but people who are, who are buy and hold standalone. So what would, and what I would see is people getting burnt. And so we, we, I go into the business with my business partner, Ben, who's a genius, right? And I just looked at him and I said, mate, I've just spoken to another client who's just got stung. Another one got stung, another mm. one got stung. Now, after having a number of these conversations piled on top of each other back to back, all of a sudden I went to him, I think we should do a podcast. And he's going, oh, what? I think this is what I said to Benny. Yeah, that's what he said to me. <laughs> Only two years ago. What's a podcast? <laughs> and, um, and basically, uh, the first episode is we fix bad property investment advice. And we told them how we fix bad property investment advice. And then the next episode was just us. If we were having a consultation with a client across, what would we be saying to them? Mm. And so now what we say to anyone who listens to The Property Couch is, go and listen to the first 20 episodes because mm. they are fundamental. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're almost like your education pieces. You have to listen yeah, to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are the bits that make all the rest make sense. Yep. Mm. And so... There was a couple of people. You know how Google's not the first um, search engine, but yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So we weren't the first. There was a couple of other properties um, podcasts at the time, but I think we just right place, right time, right formula, and 
understanding that people are looking for a guide, not a hero. Um, so you knew that early on. Yep. So you weren't out there. I was flying over yeah. the States. I was in the room with the best online marketers in the world. And these guys understand mm. adding value. These guys understand the hero's journey. They understand how to get people um, who are looking at a very short space of time on a uh, online environment and how do they get them to come into their community and teach them to add value to their world so that ultimately they can add value to them either through the do-it-yourself space, the do-it-with-you space, or the mm. do-it-for-you oh, space, right? Yeah. And so I was observing these these things. I'd get in the room with these people. I'd join the mastermind groups. But the challenge was they're all online online um, products, usually information products. And I'm like, I've got a bricks and mortar business. It's offline. How do I make this work? And I just employed all of the um, the triggers that they were using in their mind to, to get people to build a community um, and to build a little movement and how we could add value. And over time, we built this little movement that people identify with us. Um, uh, you know, with with our podcast and um, and then as I said to you, for the for the small because the, the the biggest group of people is the do it yourselfers, right? They just want the information, yeah. Um, but it's the done for you that small slither of the pie um, that we that we like to help so within our business. We can do that, and the do it yourself people can go off and do it themselves. So the do it for you people is that like a client coming in with you know their savings of two or three hundred grand or whatever it may be, and say, Bryce, we want to invest, help us. And yeah. then you find the, the site or the, the house, the investment? Yeah, well, it starts back, if you go back to Jan Summers on the whiteboard, she said you can create wealth through property. It's still very much the same today. So people will come in and say, we wrote a book, um, The Armchair Guide to Property Investing, How to Retire on uh, $2,000 a Week. We wrote it in 2016. It's still evergreen. 95% of it is still as relevant as today mm. as it was back then. The, the 5% is we put prices in. Yeah. And those prices look so cheap. Now, yeah. But, uh, for, for, and I was going to say, is it still 2000 a week? Are we still the, happy with it? To, yeah, most people come into the business. Uh, surprisingly, when you put a big flag in the uh, the marketplace that says 2000 a week, and they ask for 2000 a week. And so we build a plan that says pay off your home, buy two or three investment properties in combination with your super over the journey, you'll be able to get 2000 a week. Now, that's that's not 2000 a week in 20 years when they retire. It's 2000 a week in today's money, mm-hmm. which might which is 104, I can't do maths, 104,000. Yep. But back in, by the time they retire, it might be 174, right? But it's, mm-hmm. it's got the purchasing power of $2,000 today. And then what happens is they go, okay, that's the plan. What do I do? And so they've got a choice at that point. We've got a roadmap because mm-hmm. remember... The hero is wanting to meet a guide and give them a plan and call them to action. Right. Because yeah. the plan without action is useless, yeah. right? Yeah. So they build the plan and and so 80% of the people say, we want it done for us. Yeah. So then we've got a team of buyers agents who then go and buy the assets. We've got a team of mortgage brokers who get the finance and we've got a team of financial planners who build some risk around them. And then we've got a team of tax accountants who, do, who maximize their tax refund. So, but it all starts with that simple idea that Jan Summers put up with a black pen on a whiteboard on national television that said you can create wealth through property and create a lifestyle and live your lifestyle by design for you and me Dan we would love to go back up to the north and put a rod Mm. in the the water and catch those fish for these guys they might be doing something else but the point is what do you want to do uh, to live a lifestyle by design and just to finish out that point most people go 2,000 a week that's 100 grand a year I'm on 200 like that's not enough Good question. When when you're on two hundred thousand dollars a year, you're paying for kids' school fees. You're mm. paying off your car. You're paying off your mortgage. When you retire, you don't have those things. You mm. only have bills and uh, lo- um, bills and payments and your discretionary spend. 
So you might find out right now that your bills and discretionary spend, if you earn 200,000, is actually 80. So if you've got none of those extra costs and your bills and discretionary spend right now are 80 grand and you can get the equivalent of 100, you're actually in front. front yeah. And here's the bit. You don't when have the to alarm do goes off, you roll over and <laughs> yeah, yeah. roll out. <laughs> <laughs> so check yeah, you're not going to work. Check yeah. the form guide, the race is on yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All good. And that 200 is probably gross as well. People go, I'm on 200 and it's gross. It's 100%. They've got to give a little bit to the tax man. A little bit. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> on 200. <laughs> yeah. About 47 cents yeah, yeah. in the dollar, I reckon. I'll let what, you know when I get it. What, <laughs> yeah. what, what would you say, Bryce, is the biggest lesson that you've learned over, like looking back now with the mm. podcast, and it sounds like it's evolved, the, the formatting's evolved a bit over the journey and stuff. Um, two questions. Are you still just audio? Are you still audio only? Do you use video as well these days? And yeah, what's the, what's the greatest, what's the biggest takeaway or lesson that you've, you've taken from the podcast? 90% audio, but we've still, we do a lot of video content as well, but um, not as, not as uh, prolific as you guys. Um, the biggest takeaway I think is, um, and this has probably evolved, right? But we, we sign off each and every week um, where I go, until next week, and Ben goes, Knowledge is empowering, but only if you act on it, right? Mm. If you've heard the podcast, we say that yeah, you do. every single mm. time. Now, there's a, there's a reason why we say that. Because if, you cons- if, you're, if you're a consumer of our information, we're no good to you. We're not. Like, we'll give you something to do. Um, but in the crudest terms, if you don't take any action, it's just mental masturbation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's true. Yeah, it's because true, isn't you, it? Yeah. If, you, if you don't do anything with it, right? So here's the deal. You haven't actually learned. So here's a set of circumstances, right? So you come up, um, you receive some information, and as a result of that information, if you now receive the same set of circumstances and you haven't changed mm. the behavior, you haven't learned anything. You've just consumed. Mm. So, so the biggest learn I would have is um, we say money is simple, behavior is hard. Because I think you guys would agree. Like, I know what you guys do. Your, your stuff is way more complex than us. Like, our stuff is really simple. Buy two or three investment properties, yeah. pay off your home, combine it with super, live a life by design. Mm. It's that's really, yeah, same. It's yeah. pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty straightforward. But here's the deal. Stuff gets in the way. There's... There's money beliefs that people have that get in the yeah. way. Right? Yeah. So, so the biggest takeaway, and, and I want to lean in on this, is if you do not turn knowledge into action, it is it is of little use to you because the time horizon is the important thing. Yeah. If you if you have a look at a chart of the share market since 1991 or 1992, and you track its progress for 30 years, there is actually a very strong upward trend. There is also a heap of volatility in that upward trend, yeah. right? So if you bought in 91 and you still hold it now, you would have ridden all that volatility and you'd be worth a truckload more mm. than you were back then because you played the long game. Yeah. So investing is about time horizon. Yeah. Because what people don't realize is Warren Buffett got 99% of his wealth after his 60th birthday. So if he died at 70, we probably... We, we still hope, Benny. We yeah. probably wouldn't be talking about him. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. there's actually better investors than him. There's people get high. He's got a very good return rate each year, right? But there's people who get much higher returns than he has. What he has on them is time. Yeah. Been doing it for seventy years. Mm-hmm. So, if it's a time game, and your your time horizon needs to be in decades, not years, you got to get in. Yeah, you got to time this stuff. in the market, not timing the market. Perhaps. I think there's a time for timing at times, but it's yeah, yeah of course. In, in yeah, the yeah. absence, in the absence of anything else, yeah. get in, folks. How many times have you had the story mm. when someone says, 
Oh, oh, I nearly did. Yeah. It was that. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe I sold it? Or, yeah. Um. Oh, you know, I had I had a client reach out to us recently, and they said, um, I need to speak to your team because I spoke to you five years ago, and um, five years goes really quickly, and I've done nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's Just like, imagine they'd be in the Bahamas, man. Yeah. Yeah. Five years in the market. Yeah. So, um, so long answer to your short question. Action is all that matters. Like, you will learn more in the trenches. Hmm. If, you, yeah. if you read one book on investing yeah. and then go and invest in a property, you yeah. will learn more doing that than reading every investment book there is in the library. You'll yeah. love this, Bryce. So how do we change the action? Go and do it. Or how do we, make, how do we change the, the attitude of the person to action? Because uh, that's the problem. Well, identifying that that's the problem, I think, because you're never going to always know everything. There is inherent... So... There, investing is not risk-free, but you can mitigate risk. Mm. So, and part of that is talking to professionals, right? So, mm. I charge a fee to go and buy a property on uh, as a buyer's agent. Um, and you know this well, Dan. Mm. That that people could go and do it themselves. Yeah. But if they look in the rear vision mirror ten years and go, "Oh, if I had made that decision instead of that decision, that that money that they spent on a buyer's agent will will, will pale into insignificance." So it's 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 really just about understanding our money stories. But money, simple behavior is hard. Let that mm. land. Money is simple. Behavior is hard. You've got a whole bunch of money beliefs. Remember when your dad said money doesn't grow on trees, or you put a twenty cent piece in your mouth, and your grandmother said, "Don't put that in your mouth. Money's yeah. dirty." Yeah. Like you just you got a whole bunch of stuff to unpack, right? So yeah, you go back yeah. to our our projection story before. Identify the false belief, weaken the false belief, rewrite the false belief, so it's a new one that serves you. So inaction is just some insecurity that you've got around the need for certainty. And you can get certainty pretty pretty well if you understand what some of these um, some of these beliefs are. If you don't have anyone in your family tree who you can go and look to, mm. there is no excuse right now. Mm. Like people should. I look around this room and I go, "You guys are actually doing content better than I am." And I was one of the first guys. It should be that way mm. because I didn't have me when I started. Yeah, mm. yeah. You yeah, ha- you right. ha- you have me to what? And then the people who come in in the next decade, they should look at you and be better than you. Mm. Yeah, because they had you. Yeah, had the guide, and you didn't have. Yeah, hundred percent had the guide. Hundred percent. Yeah, so you you'll love. Guides I don't know are if all you, out there. I was going to say I don't know if you went downstairs, but we've got it painted on the wall, and it was painted on the wall. Did we thinking that at our old yeah, office? I was thinking our same. And we got it repainted, and it says execution is all that matters. And that's 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 our slogan here, and we we also use execution is the game because you're right. Unless you unless you take action, none of it matters. Doesn't matter. It's crazy how synergized we are, mm. Bryce. Yes. Here's 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 the other one too. Um, most people, um, if you if you if you look at the people who are successful, um, you often think that there's magic dust or magic sauce or something that they're doing um, that means that you can't do it. Mm. Yeah. But when you actually talk to those people, and I, I've sat in an audience. And I've looked up at people on stage in the early days. I used to go to a lot of seminars and yeah. watch people. And I'd go, wow, there must be something different about them. And now that I've come on to the other side of the equation, I'm talking to the people. Folks, here's the spoiler alert. <laughs> there is nothing different. I tell, you what, I tell you what the people on stage are doing that you're not doing. They are doing the basics consistently and regularly. Mm-hmm. And then nothing complex. Because what happens is if you buy an investment property... Um, the, the, all, all they've done is 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 buy two or three or four, right? So the complexity comes in the scale, not in what they're doing. Yeah, so buying the right 
at the right time, the right thing. People just yeah. think, oh, it's, it must be complex. It must be. No, yeah, they, so the, they the initial the process is, is very simple. simple. Yeah. It's really then scaling it and doing it a second time. Consistent and the third time. Oh, gotcha. So turning up and, and, and just and, keep and doing, just it. doing it. Yeah, just once you've got the formula. Yeah. So, so if, if people um, look at you and they'll go, oh, I mean, look at him on the block. He's, uh, he's incredible. Mate, all you did was do something right place right yeah right place right time but mm. but you've, you've you've obviously taken advantage of that opportunity right so mm. but the, then you just turned up and then you've just scaled what you did so you did a basic thing that first season mm. that you went on from being a contestant to a um to a to a, on the on the team mm. there was something that you did and then the following season you did the same basics again but you just scaled it a bit more mm. and then you just scaled it a bit more and you just scaled it a bit more and most people go I couldn't do what he's doing well it's like well, if you actually did what he did at the beginning you'd be yeah yeah the complexity that you see that Dan does on television mm. comes from the scale, not from the thing. Yeah. Because I promise you, uh, there's a lot of boring stuff behind the scenes on television. I'm oh, sure yeah. you'll agree. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and and it, it's not rocket science um, to to get these things right. So 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 don't confuse success with complexity. Yeah. C- see success as people who have done something simple. And all they did was scale it mm. over a long enough time horizon. And, and it's that behaviour, consistent behaviour over a certain amount of time that gets anyone to somewhere. It sounds simple, doesn't it? Is it hard what you've done or is it just you I'd, just keep showing up? Just show up. You just keep showing you up show and you up, keep yeah. doing the same thing every time. Now It gets hard at times where you want to... Yeah, I don't have that. You do a great job. No, but no, you're right. It, it's, job, it is just consistent rock up. Do it. Just keep doing it, and I'm sure you weren't a natural in front of camera when you first started. Now nah. look at you. So it's it's just doing doing the basics, and that's why I think you've got to have some. Going. People say you've got to find your passion. Like it's really you've got to have some sort of love for what you're doing to continually show up, especially when you're showing up and things might not be going. Or yeah. you, know, you could use a podcast as an example. Maybe the numbers aren't as high as you initially hoped or thought. You know, so the easy thing to do is to stop showing up. But you keep you just keep showing up, and if Behavior. you love and if you love the podcast enough, and you're doing it for reasons greater than say the numbers, mm. then you'll keep showing up, and eventually the dog catches the tail. The problem is if your motivation or your why behind it is shallow, as soon um, as it gets fucking hard, you give up. You give up, and you give up because you never really wanted to do it. Mm. You were doing it because you expected some kind of tangible outcome. Mm. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, if you're doing it for money, you're in a world of pain. Yeah, yeah, you got exactly. a world of pain ahead of you. If you're doing it, it has for to. Money. It just has to be bigger than money, whatever it is. Yeah, there has to be yeah. some it's kind lifestyle of lifestyle. Generally, and, and the other thing, when people which I've spoken about before, people go, "Well, I don't know what my passion is." Well, passion isn't something that just going to land on your lap sitting on the couch doing nothing. Yeah. You need to get out. You need to try different shit, and you need to. And and then when you try stuff like you did, you turn up to these events, you start to get a little bit fulfilled. You get a little bit better at it that builds the passion. That's where the passion comes from. So it's, it's not trying to identify what you're passionate about now. It's about having different cracks and then finding what you like and pursuing those and, and keep turning up mm. for reasons bigger than finance. There is a formula for finding your voice, right? Um, and it's it's have it, get a spark, become the reporter, create a framework, act as a servant, and then um, build yourself a movement, right? And what that means is if I... I, I the spark for me was property, Jan Summers, reading a book. I was working in my sister's news agents at the time um, and I, uh, I opened the Australian Property Investor magazine which was only in its early days back then and there was a full page ad mm. on this. 
that's where the spark kicked off, right? So I found the spark and then I moved into reporter phase. So I learned out what their system was and then I read the books and I learned out what that system was and I learned out what that's... And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm being exposed to these different frameworks and I'm going, okay, what resonates for me? Because at first, um, the first um, process that I was exposed to wealth creation is, is quite removed from the current one I've got now. It was debt servicing debt, creating more debt, whereas now I want to retire out the debt. Um, so then we created our own framework. So first one is find the spark. Second one is to become the reporter and mm. go and talk to a lot of people, read a lot of books and get a lot of input. Third one is you create your own framework and you go, all right, yep, that's how I think I can present and show up in the world. Um, and then you got to you go, okay, that framework's worked for me. I've now got to go and work out if it works for someone else. So mm. then you move into step four and become a servant. You go and serve other people. Yeah. Go, I can get the results for me. Can I get the results for you? Yeah. And if you can get the results for other people, then you move into step five. You become the expert and the guide in whatever your chosen field is. You overlay that formula on anything, whether it's um, in relationships, if it's in health, if it's in wealth, if it, whatever your niche is, that's, that's the formula to... But finding the spark is all about just putting rods in, yeah. putting rods in the uh, out of the boat, and just going. Oh, and I go down that path, and no, nah, that's not for me. You've just like it goes back to that inaction thing that we were talking about before. If you yeah. if you think that your spark's going to come and hit you on the on the face while you're on the couch, yeah, nah. chances are mm. it's not. And I think like we're going to have to clip that one up because that can be lost. What you just said then, what you just said then, I reckon is pretty profound. Like that is literally in 15, 20 seconds. Doesn't matter what you want to do. That's, that's how you can get ahead. Let's figure that's, it out. And that's the, and that's what we did. And, and and what you did. Look, we had a spark. We then went and figured out how to do. It. I remember the day I walked into and said to you, I "Think we should uh, do it for other people." And I remember Pete's exact words was, "Oh, we don't know as much as you think we do." And then we're like, "We'll figure it out." And that was so we figured out how to the formula, how to do it for ourselves. And once we figured that out, then we'd be able to be. Yeah. We proved that we could do it. It's for amazing. Others. You don't see yeah. it until someone puts it in front yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and then we but were I able love, to do it. Yeah, it's the, bit, the bit I love is forget trying to be the hero. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. mission should be you need to be the guide. The guide. 100%. The guide's the holy grail. Yeah. Mm. Once you're the guide and you're the teacher, like your bloody Gandhi or something. <laughs> you know, uh, success, Not the hero. Success is a measure of how much value you, you add to other people. Hey, yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's right. And too many people. Too many people want to be the hero and it's all born in um uh insecurity right we all we all want to matter and most of the time we usually matter by telling other people how much we matter and yeah if you just take a step back the amount of influence that you will create on other people is directly proportional to the amount of value that you add into other people's lives it it, it is an irrefutable formula test mm. it out think about the people who you admire and mm. and just overlay that and see if it actually works because i'm Pretty sure yeah. uh, 95% of the people who have added the most value to your world are the people that uh, you see as successful. Mm. Yeah, and that's so interesting. Like We're circa 40, 50 episodes in, but the things you learn from the people who sit in that chair there... Give back. Yeah. That's their favorite it's, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the give bit. It's the value bit. Like Benny always asks... When the money hits your account, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. what did you go buy? And they, and and they just turn... They don't even want to answer. All like, the time, they <laughs> yeah. just go... Next, nothing there, man. Next question. There's nothing there. <laughs> and you, and you when know you what? get there, that place that you're talking about that you think you want to get to, there's nothing there. And the more, the more successful, the less interest as well. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. They yeah, look at you like, what yeah, are yeah, you yeah, talking the more about? Discussed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it is really, really true. And I think it's because you can, you know, you can only buy... 
money only does so many things. Once you've got it, you've got it. There's only so many things. And, you know, you get that one feeling once you've got it. And eventually I feel like, you know, you turn up. It, it, it doesn't, every time you, the money hits the bank, it doesn't give you that feeling every time. Once you've got it, well, you've got it. Well, people find out when that doesn't people, give you anything. And then yeah, you go, that oh, that's you where get. the feels are. Yeah, the feels, feels are. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. That feeling of helping someone else. Every time you're talking about emails hitting your, your, your account and people thanking you today, mm. we're talking about 2015. You've been on scale helping people and you, they still give you that same feel today. So that's, what, that's where it's at. And I think people do get lost in that, don't they? And 100%. it's the super successful okay, We were lost. Yeah, I was lost in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> still am. <laughs> I just keep doing what you're doing, boys, because you, 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 you get to add value. I mean, uh, Tony Robbins has um, six core needs. If you come across his uh, six core needs, certainty, uncertainty, significance, love and connection, uh, contribution and growth, right? The last two are spiritual. The first, the first four are um, sort of the needs of the physical. So certainty means I need to know certain uh, for certain what's going to happen. But I also need, if I know everything's for certain, yeah. I'm going to be bored. So I need some form of uncertainty, right? Mm. Significance is how do we how do we how do we get significance out in the world? Some people need a hundred tattoos on their arm. That's how I will get significance. Yeah. Other people need to have a yacht. Other people need to be successful at sport. Other people need to be television presenters. Mm. What, whatever it is, we, we're trying to get some form of significance. The other thing is love and connection. So how do we connect with other people? Uh, the last, last two is how do I make a contribution? How do I personally grow? Um, if you get three or more of those um, needs in any one activity, it becomes an addiction, right? So if I get... Um, if I, if I go for uh, Facebook, I can get uncertainty because I don't know if I'm scrolling. I don't know what I'm going to get. I can get love and connection by the amount of likes that people get give me. And if I get more likes than everyone else, I get some form of significance out of it. There's three. Tick. Three or more is an addiction. So now we wonder why people are addicted to scrolling mm. on Facebook, right? So, so it's about finding healthy ways to meet our, our core needs um, through those... Um, and I, I get a healthy level of uh, significance out of um, the information that I provide out into the world and seeing it adding value to people. That's one way that I get significance. Mm. Um, the other way, I, I, um, I, the other two is their spiritual is contribution. So I get to contribute to the world. And then growth is a personal growth thing, right? So I used to think that um, if I give away all of my secrets in um, this content space and we've evolved a lot since mm. the early days but I'm thinking if I give away all this stuff because I didn't know about do it yourself do it with you and do it for you I just thought if I give away all this stuff for free no one's going to come I'm going to the business is going to go everyone right, thinks right. Yeah. sounds familiar yeah. that's what PK said <laughs> you're crazy Benny goes, what are you doing that dude <laughs> but what you, what, you, what you quickly realise is when you're in high school you're actually incentivised to cover up your answers yeah. so no yeah. one can yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was only about answers to cover up. Yeah. Whereas when you're an adult, you're actually trying to say, actually, come and copy yeah. it because yeah. that's how I can add value to your world. Mm. And in in the role that you guys are playing, you in it's in the teaching where the learning is the strongest. So if yeah. you think if I think about, I've got to I've got to come up with new content every week for the last seven years, yeah. right? Mm. And so it challenges me to sharpen up and find new content and talk to more people and find new frameworks and collate and curate the information in a way that's easy to digest so that people can then actually um, add value to them. So, so if you go back to those six core needs, I get, I get contribution from the podcast. 
Mm. I get growth from the podcast. I get significance from the podcast. I get um, love and connection from the podcast. Mm. I get certainty because I have a formula within that um, podcast. And I get all six core needs met just from from, from that one um, from one, that one channel. So that's why I love it. And that's why we get uh, an opportunity to do it every week. Was there ever a time, Bryce, early, because I know we're getting, we're starting to run a bit over, but was, was there ever a time early that when you thought it wasn't going to work out, the podcast, or did the podcast hit straight away? Um, the podcast has been the greatest marketing move we've ever done in business. It didn't start out as a marketing move, so it didn't matter. Okay. It didn't matter if it worked so or not. So that wasn't the yeah, plan It anyway. didn't need to work. No. Yeah. And that's did. why you stuck at it. That's why we stuck at it, and... and there was a little bit of there was a little bit of um, oh this is this is like this is working like yeah. so it became a it became candy for next week it's like mm. oh I remember we um, celebrated the uh, eleven thousand downloads like we took a photo at the front we framed the picture we go eleven thousand people have downloaded this thing it's like wow. is that collectively over all the episodes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. never in our wildest dreams <laughs> did we think we'd get to like ten thousand downloads. Now we're approaching 17 million. Mm. So, yeah. but now, you, had- now you get that in the first 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 3.15 on a Wednesday afternoon. It, 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 that's true. That does happen. But um, it was just these little, um, these little wins along the way. And it was our focus. We talked about this earlier. Our focus wasn't how can we make money from it. We have no ads on our podcast. Occasional book plug. Mm. Occasional webinar plug from our staff. Um, but there's no paid ads on our uh, podcast because l- largely we're in this privileged position where our business is is successful that allows us the grace and the time to go and add the value to to mm, the, up. like what you guys are doing. That's exactly exactly the same. Yeah. And then um, we can and then I can get all my needs met. I can grow. I can mm. contribute. I can. So you're telling me it's a selfish pursuit, Bryce. There's it? parts of it that are selfish pursuits. <laughs> yes. 100%. Well, I think. I think that's us. We're yeah, selfish yeah. here. Yeah. And we, we learn so much. Yeah. yeah. Every episode. And Bryce, your first. I don't know if you remember the first piece of advice you gave when I first spoke to you about the podcast. And I flag. I think I get, I put this idea out, and you're like. Uh, sorry, man, why aren't you doing a... Talk me through why you're not doing a development podcast. And I think that was, for that reason, a bit of a selfish pursuit for us to try and tick more of those boxes than... um, Yeah, does that make sense? 100%. Yeah, like a ticking less boxes for us doing a, a, a development podcast, but this one... Yeah, we feel like we, yeah. Well, your catalogue, you, you get the to... The development podcast is coming though, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is coming and it makes sense for you guys as a business. Correct. You, you've actually been able to fulfill your needs because I've had a look at the catalogue of all the people that you've spoken to and I'm thinking, how good would it be to chat to some of those people? Yeah. What's some of the yeah, wisdom? Yeah. And you haven't boxed that, that into a conversation around... Um, you know, Jeff Walsh, uh, tell us about your property development. Um, no. uh, Glenn Archer, tell us about mm. your property development. You know, Nathan Chan, tell us. You, you've, you've been able to talk about life and I think that's, uh, you know, I'm a little envious of that with you guys. So well done on, on being able to have those conversations sort of come in. But but it, for those people who are listening to this thinking, how do I get into it? You just got to work out who it is that you serve. And that's why I said... Mm. Yeah, you did. Because we're competing. You guys are competing with Tony Robbins. Yeah. You guys are competing with Tim Ferriss. Yeah. Because Joe people, Rogan. Joe Rogan. There's because people are making Property a choice. Couch. <laughs> Property no, no. Couch, thank you. They're putting their ear the mm. earbuds the earbuds in and they're actually going, Who am I going to spend the next thirty minutes with? Yeah. And if you if you um, have a niche that's too general, 
then you're competing with the behemoths of this industry. Mm. Um, whereas if you have a, a, which is why I said go down the property development one, because yep. there's a specific niche where you guys are A graders at it. You are subject matter experts at it. And people want to hear what you have to say about that. And you will build a movement of people who go, I only want to listen to what these guys say about yeah. that subject. Mm. Whereas um, you've proven me wrong with this one, mate. So well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't, think, I don't think we have. I think what you, I, I think the advice you gave us was the right advice, right? But mm. what you've got to do in life is you've got to, and that's a good lesson for people at home is no one's right or wrong. It's about taking, getting all the information and making educated decisions. And for us, it came back to, am I going to turn up every week and do this regardless of what the outcome or whatever? Does that make sense? 100%. So, if, you're, if, you, if because, you do the, the, the podcast you think you should do, yeah, yeah. you don't turn up regularly, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. And that's where it, what it came down to. The decision came down to me and Pete going, and, 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 and Dan, when we brought Dan into the fold, we're going, that's not what we Well, the other do. one's a bit more still work. It's, you know, yeah, which yeah. will happen, it'll be great, don't get me wrong, but... To get Dan in and, and do this as a as a team, you know, yeah, that, that, that didn't had a bit feel of like work. Yeah, hundred no, percent. Right. So yeah, and but but what I was going to say, but you are correct because they're a lot harder to grow these podcasts, right? A podcast like this, and you and I are big on growth. That's where we connect. We understand online marketing, how you can drive traffic and leads, and all of those kind of things. These funnels and stuff, and hundred percent, like <laughs> we're climbing a mountain like that. Yeah. And there's no question, I can feel that climb. But I guess the beauty of it is, the beauty of it is, and what you've, what the advice you've given today, and what we knew, we're going to keep doing this. Yeah, we ain't going to fucking stop. Yeah, and that means, and the reason we're not going to stop is because we love it, and we're we're getting benefit, and we're ticking all those boxes. So I'd, I'd like to think that regardless, we don't like we don't even look at the numbers. You know yeah. what I mean? Eventually, the numbers will do what the numbers will do. But yeah, so it's all awesome advice, Bryce. Bryce, there's so much value in today's episode and exactly what you said, you're, you know, arguably number one property guy in Australia, but we were talking more about the lessons and, mm. and the journey people are going on and being the guide, not the hero and execution is the game. So much gold, mate. Really appreciate your time. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're a legend, Bryce. Thanks, awesome, Bryce. Guys. Good. Guys, like, share, subscribe, share that with anyone who's going to get the value. See you at the top. Come on. Yeah.